Hello, Top Fans. It's Bill and Jackson uh, from Top Fan Rivalry. And guess what? It's Thursday night, right? So what do we do on Thursday night, Jackson? What do we do? We have our weekly recap. We have our weekly recap. And, you know, this is always fun. Jackson and I get to – Jackson's a Top Fan stats guy, so we always get to have a little fun with the stats and the numbers and things of that nature. That's why I enjoy having him on. So, Jackson, are we ready to go with our top three – things that we want to mention and maybe an honorable mention or two throughout. Yeah, I, I think so. Or should we just, you know, call it a night and say, Hey, you know, <laughs> just, just pop on, say that. Call it. Yeah. Hey, hey. We, we came on guys. <laughs> Sorry. We're out of here. Um, Jackson, is there any, like, you know, we launched the t-shirts, we got some cozies, we got some hats. Is there any code that they should be using if they're buying it? Uh, just keep using code Jackson. It, it doesn't expire. Doesn't Bye. expire. Exactly. My, my name, my name is just, it lasts forever. Apparently it's, the, the, <laughs> it's the everlasting. The, the eternal discount code. Discount the eternal code discount code. I love it. I love it. Awesome. 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 All right. So Jackson, what you got for number one? I'm going to be a brace over and I'm going to talk about the rookie of the year race. Oh, here we go. Okay. Here we go. Hear, hear me out. Is here it possible? I, I don't even know when the last did they have they ever given out a co rookie of the year before? That's a, that's a question we should be asking. I don't know if they have that. I mean, but I'm not the stats guy, so I got to leave that up into your capable hands. I mean, if if there hasn't, okay, two 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 times, nineteen seventy seventy one. Dave David Cohen's and Jeff Petrie, and Jeff then Petrie. Grant Hill, and then Grant Hill and Jason Kidd in nineteen ninety four nineteen ninety five. Jason Kidd's a basketball player. Oh, that's NBA. Oh, that's why. Yeah, okay. A little off on my Google search, guys. I didn't come prepared with that. But anyways, <laughs> I think Spencer Strider and Michael Harris should be co-rookie of the years, which would be even stranger that they play on the same team together. <laughs> we brag about it being the top fan stats guy, and he just swung a miss. That's okay, though. We still love hey, you, Jackson. Hey, Hats off to you for trying. You can't bat 1,000. I, ba- I bat about uh, 280, so it's, it's all good. <laughs> awesome so you think they should be co-mvps uh co-rookie of the years oh co-rookie years i'm sorry yeah yeah, yeah not, not 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 mvp not not crazy i don't think they're the league's most valuable players but they have been very valuable um i mean spencer strider as a starter through tonight has thrown 96 in the third innings has only walked 30 batters and has struck it out 146 with a 2.8 era and so- among pitchers with at least 120 innings, so this is including his his bullpen stuff. He is seventh in WAR, and he, well, if you include his bullpen stats, his strikeouts go up to 183 and 120 and two third innings. Right, right. So he's doing yeah. okay. He's doing, doing okay. okay. Yeah, he's coming off the heels of a 16 strikeout performance uh, that occurred during last week's uh, <laughs> weekly review. Funnily enough, uh, he's yeah. been. He had that outing where he had 13, or 16, right? Yeah, 16 strikeouts. Probably yeah. one of the most dominant outings. That he was setting guys down on three, four pitches every single at-bat. It was crazy. Um, but, yeah, so those are some pretty good numbers. But then you look at Michael Harris, who's playing probably gold glove center field for the Atlanta Braves. And he's got uh, – let's see. Here we go. He's played in 90 games. He has 323 at-bats. In those 323 at-bats, he's got 100 hits, 61 runs, 23 doubles, 
two triples, 15 home runs, 51 RBIs. He's 16 for 17 stealing. Oh, and he's batting 310 with a 533 slugging. Not bad. Not, yeah, not bad. Oh, he's and okay. he signed a he signed a massive extension too. So now that you all bear with me, I think if you're going to give out a rookie of the year in the National League this year, it needs to be a co-rookie of the year. Even if you find somebody else that you think is just as good, one of these guys needs to get at least a share of the award because they've been just absolutely outrageous. I can't remember the last time rookies have come up and made this big of an impact. Like we've seen some pretty good and electric rookie years, but these are like. I, I don't know. It just seems the team since Michael Harris has been in the lineup full time just seems different. Since since Spencer Strider's pitch full time has been different. It started at this around the same time, and since that time, around June first, the Braves had the best record in the MLB. They got like a seven hundred winning percentage. So so I'm I can understand where you could see this, where you could mm-hmm. say this. This makes sense. Um. So yeah. Not bad, I guess. Not bad. They're okay. Of course, we got to be a Braves homer, though, right? <laughs> just teasing. Yeah. I'm just teasing. Um, okay, so I'm going to go. It feels like I do the same thing almost every week, but it it seems like the same news, right? So I'm going to go with Mr. All Rise, Aaron Judge. He has 55 home runs. They've got, what, 27 games left to play. He's on pace for 65 home runs, which would be the – the best in the AL, obviously. We we know that. Um, my my thing with him, I mean, I love for him to hit 74 to beat Barry. I swear I didn't take steroids bonds. Um, but I know that it's not going to happen this season. Um, but what's unique about Aaron Judge is he's batting over 300. He's got over 140 hits. So it's he's not just hitting home runs. He's putting the ball in play. And you got to give it to him. You, you got to give him props. I don't care if you're not a Yankees fan or not. I mean, guys, Jackson's a Braves fan. I'm a Dodger fan. You, Jackson, don't you got to give this guy props for what he's doing this season? Yeah. He's got I 180 mean, yeah. RBIs already. Yeah, it's. it just seems he is inevitable. It, it It's not if he's going to break the home run record, it's when. I mean, it seems every time he gets a pitch in the strike zone, he hits it over the fence. So, <laughs> Yeah. Um, it, it, it's fun to watch. It's it's much wa- it's must watch baseball when he's at the plate. Exactly, exactly. Um, so that's my first number one. So yeah, what, I mean, what do you got? I mean, piggy piggybacking on that. Here, here's some stats. I, I forgive me, guys. I I looked it up. There is no co rookie of the year in MLB. That was basketball only. You said Blaine, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd, basketball. Yeah, I mean, different sport. Jason Kidd probably could have played baseball with how athletic he was. But anyways, Aaron Judge, since the All-Star break, is hitting 340 with 21 home runs and an 823 slugging percentage, 481 on base. The rest of the Yankees are hitting 207 with 32 home runs, a 275 on base, and a 322 slugging. Yeah. It's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to match what he's doing this season. Now – nobody's nobody's going to link him to PEDs, at least I don't think of right now. Um, he's just a big kid. He's a big dude. I Honestly, I wish that he were five years younger in doing this so we could see it for a lot longer, but he's 30 years old, right? So we'll see it for another four or five years. Um, but 
heck, at the pace he's going in in five years, he could hit 350, 400 home runs. So, you know, it's not it's not uncommon, right? And so, um, I mean, you know, yeah, it's not he, uncommon he, at least for him. Yeah, he he's he's looking like if he puts up a couple more of these big seasons, he might be a Hall of Fame candidate. Mm-hmm. How baseball yeah. is. Yeah. Speaking baseball. of how baseball has is and has becoming, there are some rule changes. Uh, I encourage you guys to look them up because I'm not going to read it out word for word. Long story short, pitch clock, shifting rules, lar- larger bases. The only one I really like is larger bases because I'm a big advocate of stealing and hit, hit, hits and runs. I think base pass are the most exciting plays in baseball when the runners are in motion. I hate it when, you know, your 190 batting average power hitter draws a walk and he's got no speed and he's just kind of given the token lead over there. And the pitcher gives a lazy token throw over there just to let him know, hey, I know you're there. Yeah. I know you're there, but yeah, but it'll bring speed back. Uh, the shift, I think, will bring the shifting rules. Uh, will definitely bring, you know, slap hitting and s- speed back. I think because it'll be a lot harder for defenses to adapt to these guys that have a high ground ball rate. I think a lot of these soft hitting guys that you think right now, oh, they're not so good. You know, they they ground out to the deep right field every at bat. They're going to start squeaking some of those balls through. And I I think it will help the batting average go up. It just it worries me that it's another attempt to help the offense. Whereas the, the batting average has gone down, but I feel like the runs per game hasn't really. Mm-hmm. I feel like baseball's they've been scoring more runs than ever. Uh, just because the home run is so prevalent. I think this is just going to juice up more offensive stats. I do worry for the pitchers because, you know, every time they get somewhat of an edge, the shift uh, mound height, sticky substance, you know, they kind of just get, absolutely wrecked by the commissioner of baseball <laughs> and of course. you know that they have to start all over again but of course uh, yeah g- g- give the rules a read i'm not a big fan of the pitch clock i think baseball should just be played it shouldn't be timed but it is what it is uh we'll be dealing with that next year but there is no runner on second base next year in extra innings so i guess i could get over that compromise i think it's my a- wife will be excited so that's your it's number a- two yeah that's my number two it's a worthy sacrifice Worthy sacrifice. I agree with you. All right. So since you talked about statistics, if you're still on the MLB site and you've got statistics in front of you, Jackson, Mm -hmm. I'd like you to pull up um, the statistics, the stats for hits. Tell me who's leading the MLB in hits. This is my number two. I know it's still Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner. 172 hits. The guy's batting 324. Freddie Freeman. Um. What he's doing, look at his doubles, Jackson. I mean, it's it's amazing. What he's doing is why I, I had trouble with him when he was a Brave, because he seemed like every time he came to L.A., he leveled up, right? Playing in front of his, you know, his family and things like that. But how many doubles does it say he has? 42, 46, something like that? 40, 44. 44. Oh, split the uprights. There you go. He almost, so, has as many, he almost has as many RBIs as he does strikeouts, which is just mind-boggling to me. Right. What I can't figure out about this guy is Freddie Freeman can hit the ball to every part of the ballpark. True? Yes. Yet they're still shifting on him. Oh. Makes, makes no sense. Yesterday they shifted on him and he hit a ground ball where the third baseman should have been. And I'm thinking, yeah, your fault. 
you guys did it. Your fault. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I think we're going to start seeing that next year when teams can't shift. You know, the the old five and a half hole that used to be, you know, the ki- the killer weakness. Nobody played the five and a half hole when I when I played, you know, when I played baseball. I used to slap balls to the five and a half all the time. I think you're going to see left-handed hitters start to slap the ball through the five and a half hole. Yep. Because yep. teams aren't going to be willing to concede the hit up the middle. They'd rather get beat in that little tiny spot and have a chance of making the play. So I mean, agreed. Yeah, but Fred Freddie Freeman. I mean, the home runs are down, but everything else just checks the box as 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 superstar. I mean, in, let's be real. Like 17 home runs, that bad. It's not that bad. He's no, gonna hit he'll, over, he'll hit over 20, but he's going to have over 50 doubles. He's already scored 100 runs. He's going to have 200 hits. He's going to have 100 RBIs. He's going to have over 900 OPS. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's about what you expected from Freddie Freeman coming off. You know, he's only two – two years removed from an MVP season in the, the COVID year, yeah, which he was absolutely yeah. on fire. And then last year he started off bad and then really turned it on in the second half. Agreed. So, I mean, Freddie Freeman well, and Trey Turner are the reason the Dodgers are in first place. Agreed. Totally agree. Um, yeah. So that's my number two. I mean, I think this guy is, is at best phenomenal at very worst. Fantastic. I mean, he's, he's just fun to watch and he gets up there and he takes his job seriously. You know, you watch batters get up there sometimes, and I won't mention any names, but they seem like they're beat before they get up there and they have this bad at bat. I don't think I've seen Freddie have a bad at bat. He might swing at bad pitches, but I don't think I've seen him have a bad at bat where he's mentally defeated. Yeah. I mean, and those kinds of guys are invaluable in the postseason because any guy that can, you know, even if you strike out, burn six or seven pitches, make a pitcher throw six or seven really good pitches to get him out. It's, it's a plus. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right. What you got for your number three? My number three. Well, I, I was looking at that AL Central race that we talked about last week with the, with the Guardians kind of jumping out mm-hmm. in front. They got a big series this weekend against Minnesota starting tomorrow. Um, you know, and the AL Central's kind of play each other a little bit. And there's a lot of interesting storylines heading into the last 20 games of the season. I think Washington plays like, 17 of their last 21 against contenders or something like that. So you got to look for these teams to play spoiler. And I think the teams that are really out of it are the ones that you're going to see bite the hardest because they got nothing to lose, right? Why yeah. not put your best chance out there to win and have a guy who who's looking for a big contract reform. So I think uh, Seattle, Minnesota, Cleveland, even Atlanta has to be very careful with who, who they have left on their schedule. Uh, the Yankees, who have Tampa Bay five games behind them, they have another big series this weekend. You know, if if Tampa Bay can take two out of three or sweep, you know, all of a sudden it's it's looking like two or three games with with twenty to play. So, giddy up, you know. <laughs> exactly, it's giddy up, exciting time. I'm glad that you mentioned that. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention another race that's near and dear to Jackson. Um, tell me about the National League or National League East. What's going on over there? That's my number three, by the way. Uh, it, it, it's the half game. I, I didn't bring it up because as a Braves fan, it, it's half the, half the battle's been fought. They fought yeah. all the way back. It, it's yeah. it's time to finish it. They got a big series uh, with Seattle this weekend, who's been red hot. Uh, you can't sit here and bank on the Mets to lose three straight to Miami. You gotta, you know, you gotta take advantage of them only taking two or three from Miami, two or three from Washington, and really just kind of, kind of turn it on. But like, like, like I said, 
but the Braves have been playing really well, but it's not like the Mets have been any slouches since June 1st either. The Mets have played 600 baseball since June 1st. They've lost 10 and a half games in the standings. It's just yeah. been one of those years. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is. And that's a, that's Jackson. That's the funnest division to watch this season in baseball is because you got the Phillies, the Mets and the Braves that are all playing phenomenal baseball and they'll all be in the playoffs. Right. I mean, Philly has the best shot there to blow it, I guess you could say, but probably not. I mean, they look, they look really good as a group too, getting Bryce Harper back. But I got to tell you, man, the, the Mets brave series, that's kind of your marquee series, right? That's kind of, you know, what you've known as your rivalry, so to speak. And the Braves have done everything that they needed to do to get themselves in this position. But you're right. You can't bank on the, the Mets going into Miami and losing, you know, all three games. You've got to assume that they're going to win two out of three. And you've got to – you can't calendar watch. You can't standing watch. You just need to go and play your game and win your games out. Right? Yeah. That's your uh, easiest uh, and best way. Yeah. Another crazy thing I saw is – why you got to just win the games that are in front of you. Neither the Mets nor the Braves have lost more than three games in a row this season. Yes. Yeah. Can you, yeah. can you believe that? That That's why it's been so close all season. You'll, you can go on the social media, you can hop on, you'll hear fans from both teams just bemoaning every single time you're, they win, the other team's breathing right down their neck and they won a game. And right. it's frustrating, but it's also fun at the same time because you know, it, it's upping the stakes. It's it's building up. The second to last series of the year is Braves Mets three in Atlanta. We'll see how that ends up lining up. That's going to be for probably for a first round bye. Most definitely, right. they're, they're right. significantly ahead of the, the Cardinals, bar a double collapse from both teams, which I don't think is going to happen. They've just been playing too well, and they're right. too well constructed for that to happen. But you well, know, it it feels like October. It? it does. And and the thing that's interesting this year with all, you know, with 28 out of 30 teams making the playoffs, how the playoffs is constructed. Right. And guys, you know, I always joke about that, but you need to win that division because so let's assume that you don't. Let's assume that the Mets win it for a second. Then that means you have to play that three game best out of three game series against somebody. Right. Um, I think as it stands right now, Atlanta would play Philadelphia. Atlanta would play Philadelphia. The Cardinals would play. San Diego. Exactly. And that's a weird scenario because again, doesn't have, doesn't matter what happened in 162 games. Imagine for a second, if you threw Jacob DeGrom out there and for some oddball reason, he gives up three runs, you guys lose. Right. And then Max Scherzer is Max Scherzer and he pitches I'm sorry, not you guys, but the the Mets throw uh, DeGrom out there. And for some reason, you know, he gives up three runs and the Braves beat him. Okay. And then the second game, Max Scherzer goes out there and he's Max Scherzer and he only gives up a run. But in the eighth inning, when somebody takes over for him, you guys get a two-run double and you guys win three to one. Right. That has nothing to do at all. Like the Mets Braves, that has nothing to do with the 162 games. That has everything to do now with what happens in October. And it's easy to have that happen. You saw, uh, you know, Blake Snell break down against the Dodgers when he was in Tampa Bay in the World Series, right? Yeah. Um, you know, they took him out when they probably early, right? But analytics said 
third time through the roster or through the third time through the lineup is not good. You know, let's just get him out, yada, yada, yada. So it's just that that whole thing is weird. And you guys playing Philadelphia is even more weird, right? Because you guys see each other throughout the season and everybody's going to level up. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of the wild card series being three games. I, I think it's better than one game, but I still don't think it's it, – it's it's perfect. It's not perfect. I hate the one game. I absolutely disdain the one game because last year's a perfect example. The Dodgers won 107 games last year and the the Giants won 108. And yet we had to play the Cardinals who won, I think, 84, 85. And so that in that one game, if we had a bad day, an off day, something happened, we're our season's done. Yet we won 20 plus more games than they did in the regular season. That one game playoff, I just didn't. I, I mean, it's great for baseball as far as fandom is concerned. I just didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, unpopular opinion, Jackson time. I think the <laughs> second wild card was a mistake. I think the, the best format was the division, three division winners and a wild card winner. Because after 162 games, most of the time it is decided. And I know people are going to be- bemoan, but Jackson – Look, that means the Braves would miss the playoffs in this scenario. It it, it doesn't matter. You got to beat your division. You got to beat who's in front of you. I mm-hmm. I understand that the AL East has some good teams in it, but are all those teams World Series caliber teams? No, they're gonna. The teams that do make the playoffs are probably gonna show up to the playoffs and you know and quietly make their exit. Baseball's weird. Anything can happen. But I don't think, you know increasing the chances of wacky stuff happening is good for the sport. Yeah. Agreed. I think, I think you need to reward good teams for being good. And then you need to, I, you can't reward teams for being bad. You want teams to be competitive. And Agreed. teams aren't going to be competitive. If, the, if there's all these playoff spots, you look, a lot of teams didn't improve at the trade deadline that were caught in the middle ground because like we could make the playoffs or we couldn't, it doesn't matter. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, Jackson, I think we nailed it. Did you do you think we missed anything? Uh, just me reading the wrong line on Google. <laughs> well, Jason, hey, Kidd. Jason, Jason Kidd was a co uh, rookie of the year, just so that you know. Just so you know, just not for baseball. Yeah. My bad. The ball was a little bit bigger. They play on hardwood versus dirt, but close enough. I, I had I had my thing written out and then I called an audible <laughs> about co rookie of the years. And of course, I screw it up. So audible, I have audible, audible, audible. You guys awesome. can take away my top fan stats guy tag for the next week. Not in the least, man. You're too good. <laughs> All right, top fan rivalry followers. Again, another weekly review. Jackson's amazing. We love doing this together. This is so much fun. You've heard me say this on the podcast before, but you need to go to locals.com. It's another social media site. Sign up for free. Then you can follow top fan. You can choose to follow top fan in three formats. You can choose to do it for free. That's totally fine. You can choose to do it for $3 a month and Top Fan Rivalry will send you out a Top Fan Rivalry cozy. They're super awesome. Or you can choose to do it for $5 a month. We're going to send you out a t-shirt. Okay. Um, one of the Top Fan Rivalry t-shirt. Uh, if you do choose the 3 or $5 a month um, options, you will get more exclusive content. I promise you with the Around the Diamonds with Sam and then with some of the stuff that Jackson and I and others are going to do in the off season, you're going to want to be able to see that content. So I promise you it will well be worth your efforts. 
So go get it. We appreciate uh, you following us. We appreciate you listening to us. Over 35,000 downloads, Jackson, between January 1st and September 4th or September 6th. I'm sorry. 35,000. That's good. That's good. Really That's good. very good. We, so we Jackson, appreciate all the support. We do. We have fun doing this every Thursday night. Jackson's on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. We're always playing with timing. Um, and so it's great. So I just, Jackson, I'm grateful that you're up a little later and we can do this. And I'm excited to see what the future holds. Yeah. All right. Top fans, we'll see you next week.